0: And welcome to um, what, for now, is going to be called the Better Podcast. Until we think of a better name for a Better Podcast, because I am so tired of the name.
1: Oh gosh, no! I'm gonna. Really oh gosh, no! Oh, stop your, <laughs> stop your whining now. We're at our dining room table at our in Minnesota, house. apparently. <laughs> in Alberta, Canada.
0: No. Let's see. it is you, you we have things we want to talk about. It's a um, provided we actually release this sometime in the next few days, this is an enormous week in so many ways. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of change happening. Uh, there is it's kind of scary to be honest like I've never been nervous for an inauguration day but I hope it all goes smoothly
1: amen amen and
0: and and I'm excited about it and I think uh, there's some good things coming our way and there is mass vaccinations coming our way this you know starting this week you know we have a an aggressive new plan for actually getting the vaccine out to people so I feel very hopeful but Like a lot of people, after what happened to the Capitol and um, what I'm reading in the news, I'm on pins and needles. (laughs) Wow. Welcome to another (laughs) feel-good episode of The Better Podcast.
1: That was a monologue. (laughs) Um, Julie, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I, I am feeling a lot of things. Nervous about that. Yeah. Um. Let's run
0: through a, your feelings face chart and tell me some other things that you're feeling. What? Um, when you are working with little kids in a clinical setting, sometimes they don't have words.
1: Oh. So you give them a
0: little face, a picture of a face, and it shows sadness and frustration and anger and fear. Okay. You kind of need them with men, too. Women are pretty <laughs> good with feelings. But, um,
1: I feel a lot of things every day. Hi- All the emotions. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, well the truth is you're not being hyperbolic.
1: No, I think a lot of us have that. Um, there's tender uh, tender moments and moments of humor, moments of sheer terror, moments of anger and um And
0: sometimes we feel differently a about little the little bit of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling moments of Bridgerton?
1: Wow, we
0: watched a lot of
1: Bridger's last night.
0: I, I felt... I, I don't have a lot of pigment in my skin in the winter <laughs> months anyway, but I felt it draining away. And my life force... I was so delighted. It's just... It's got to be a gender thing, because so many it people... Is so a to watch it is a gender thing, watch for it. sure. And my God, it is so... It's kind of like
1: adult Disney princess... Uh, was, Hot romance novel. It's totally chick Oh my God,
0: it's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I just... And I, I hate to be... I don't
0: think I'm very stereotypical as a guy. And yet, I feel very stereotypical as a guy about that. Well, the night before... Like, I want to talk about the Kansas City game and whether Mahomes was faking it or whether he really got concussed or what. Whoa. All right.
1: Um... No, that was I loved that, and I might hit that again. <laughs>
0: I know I'm afraid that our podcast isn't going to be long enough, and we're going to have to watch more Bridgerton. But
1: the night before was such a fail. So yeah, we did have a couple nights of of just chilling and viewing in the city, and yeah, the night before we watched, we just couldn't get it right. We watched some British crime drama, which we love those, but this one took. Place one hundred percent in the interrogation room. <laughs> Literally, never left, and it was dark. And uh, though fascinating, we didn't know we were never going to leave that room.
0: <laughs> right. So, so each episode was an interrogation, and the acting was as as these British crime shows go. Part of what draws us in is the acting is phenomenal, and because some of the Brits talk with a speed we do not talk with, you have to use other cues that are visual and uh, other sensory to really determine what's going on because there's one guy and he is probably one of my favorite British character actors. He might
1: be Scottish.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, he might be Scottish. And I've I've learned that he's really, really funny. David Tennant is his name. Oh. and um, And he's been on Gordon... Ooh. What's the show? Gordon, not Gordon Ramsay. Um, I love the show. It's a British something talk show. Something Ramsay, though. No, no, it's a something Gordon, maybe. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a great show, wow. and, and David Tennant is really, really funny. But he speaks rapidly, except in this show, and so you never know what's going on.
1: All he says in this show is, uh, "No comment." No comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. No comment.
0: So anyway, uh, that's called Criminal United Kingdom. In case you're wondering, like it, it literally tells you exactly what it's about, and it does take place in a dark interrogation room solely,
1: and um, just and the police or the whatever the, their their offices, but it's just right outside the office and in the interrogation room. That's oh, <laughs> and you know what
0: makes some great cameos a vending machine. Oh yeah, they they hang by the vending machine. It's the only light I really notice in the whole place. Is the vending machine seems lit up from the inside out. And um, everything's relative. Sometimes vending machines are a drag, but in this one, I think it really brought me up.
1: We watched uh, an episode of The Comiskey Method.
0: Loved it. Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin, oh my god. Like, you know, a thousand years of acting talent in one show, made by the guy. who made The Big Bang Theory and made Two and a Half Men and all sorts of deplorable comedic crap on TV. And this, this is his redemption.
1: I'm sure it's good. I just wasn't feeling it. And then we watched a terrible rom-com, like terrible, so bad, called Always Be My Maybe. Because at the end, they use that really old Mariah Carey song. Always be my baby. But change it to maybe or something. I don't know. It was so bad. So yeah, Bridgerton. We had some, I had not dig had some, into Bridgerton. Um, middling
0: Heart. viewing um, over the weekend, and yeah. then I watched the Kansas City Chiefs game today. And Patrick Mahomes got injured, and he's my favorite player, probably in any sport right now. So I'm worried about him. If I'm being honest, and because he got concussed, you could tell. And it looked really, really bad. So I'm a little distracted by. You said by he amounts. looked
1: disoriented.
0: He was um, disoriented enough where you know it's football. I I'm so I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm so ambivalent about the sport because I every season I get drawn in, and George and I get drawn in together, and we usually realize the Chicago Bears aren't going to be the team this year. So we pick a couple of teams, one NFC, one AFC team, and we follow them through the season. And Patrick Mahomes is, as a quarterback, just a hard guy not to follow because he's so fun to watch playing the game. And it's just so fun to watch until a guy gets really seriously injured. And it felt like a serious injury today. And it reminds you, this is a horrifying game as well. You know really horrifying
1: we're going out kind of all over the place tv netflix and football and concussions i like to think that if you are listening
0: to our podcast you're pretty (laughs) much it's like reading the paper but if the paper was just about our weekend
1: (laughs) Uh, so yeah i had a i stayed downtown this last week and had kind of a solo uh Walk about Vision Quest, yeah. So, a little walk about Vision Quest, so it's pretty good. Actually, how was
0: it, Julie? Did you have any uh signs from the universe?
1: I had, yeah, I did. I had three um, well, I'm trying to, I don't know, I hadn't distilled down my fourth walk day, but the first day I walked out and I was just like, okay, universe, show me something, show me something. I'm open and I. I just went in the direction that just felt right. And I'm walking, walking, walking all over. I walked like several miles every day. I was so happy just to be outside. And I...
0: Outside in January is a wildly underrated thing. It is.
1: And that's one gift about the pandemic. We talked about this before is, yeah, where I've been just walking all over the city every day outside, and they would never do that in January. We tell ourselves, especially in Chicago, oh no, you don't, you don't do that, you don't go outside. We sat outside. That's and hibernation ate. time. People right? are sitting outside for obvious reasons, eating because of the pandemic. But um, I was walking around, and I cut down this little cozy street in Old Town. This I don't think I've ever been on this street before, and I walked by this insanely kick-ass empty storefront, uh, magical, looks like I should rent it to have a studio slash gallery space. (laughs) So that was cool. But anyway, I showed you this weekend and I showed George and Lauren and it was... So I found that that day and that seemed insane that I happened to go down that street and I happened to find that place. I called the guy and he seemed very... Open to being open about, um, you know, who's asking a certain rent, which it's not a cheap area, but seemed flex. And so kind of the wheel started to turn. The next day, same, I walked out, show me something, I want to learn something. And I walked a totally different direction. And I was walking up Addison just because I had to pee. <laughs> so I thought I'd pee. That is
0: the thing about walking in cities, you've got to make your pee points.
1: It is right now. It's really dicey because not all public bathrooms are open, even in restaurants or stores. Starbucks, you know, anyway. So I thought, I bet I can pee in uh, Jewel on Southport. So I was walking up Addison, which I wouldn't. We're going
0: to use this clip to submit for the podcasting awards for (laughs) 2021 at the end of
1: the year. But I wouldn't have been walking up Addison probably because I've been kind of meandering down cozier streets. So anyway, but I just cut up Addison because I was beelining it. And I walked by this studio, uh, this beautiful gallery, and there's a woman sitting in there. And it, it, I, I, I really did kind of feel like I was dreaming because it looked like if I opened a place with my paintings, what it would look like, kind of what it could be. Um, and then I, so then I went to Jewel, went past looked in for a minute went past went to the bathroom and then I went north and I'm like you know what? I'm not gonna talk to her I'm not gonna go in there today I'll go in there next week and I just kind of I literally meandered again it ended up right back in front of it again so I went in and talked to her um, but that was kind of uh, the miracle of that day honestly and then the next day same intention set uh, my lesson came from Lucy so I was walking, I, I was just out walking. So I wrote Lauren and I said, Hey, I'm out. If you want me to take Lucy for a spin. And Lucy has had some struggles with anxiety lately. She's doing a lot better. Um, she was a huge fan of walking, of walks. And then for a while she didn't want to walk at all. So anyway, she was, she's gotten so much better. So she was walking with me and doing great, happy, happy. And then there's just a point where she's, done. And she starts pulling, 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 pulling back. And And she knows the direction of home and she's pulling. And we are about to Lauren's block and she knows it and she's not sniffing. She's nothing. She's just pulling and she wants to be home. And so I I thought, hmm, I'm going to try something. And I I texted George. Now George lives, you know, a, a mile or so in the other direction. Right. So I, th- I said, you know, hey, I texted him. Are you home? I'm going to try to fire Lucy up to come see you. So I'll, I said, do you want to go see George? And she just lit up. And um, which, you know, why wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> as as we all do.
1: As would I. <laughs> I said that to Julie today and she lit up as well. And But she just you know, she was herself again and she was excited and she was sniffing and she was, you know, being a dog and enjoying. And I'm like, okay, that thing, that was my lesson. I watched, you know, because I do that. And, you know, I know other people do that. When you're just focused on what makes you anxious or just focused on your anxiety, your dark thoughts, that's all you are and all you do. And I watched her wake up again and literally and figuratively, like, be in the moment and be happy and smell and sniff and be a dog and wag your tail and have a good time and i i I was like wow got it
0: this immediate shift of mindset right that makes you like completely changes your mood and if your tail was down and low in between your legs it's wagging again
1: yeah and, and i had had actually um i'd had some uh, amazing you know solo time but I there was something that was bugging me and it was kind of stressing me out and I and that was my message like it's a pretty
0: good message. it was right?
1: yeah. I, it, I saw it oh literally like you can you can focus on that you can focus on your fear she was focused on her like I gotta get home I gotta get home I gotta get out of here and I watched her switch and and just come back to life and honestly I was like, wow, get it. I got it. I get it.
0: Um, it's interesting, the messages that... like you've, you've had this magical week because you also had um, a couple of like really feel-good moments since I got downtown um, where you found uh, a $1,000 check just sitting on the uh, sidewalk.
1: Yeah, we, um, last, so last night we go to see... I go to show John... So I, uh, we walk to see that cool space, and everybody loves it.
0: It's it's kind of crazy because it's in an area of the city that I think you and I would argue we're pretty familiar with, and yet there's this one block or two that I am confident I've never seen before. You can't and your drive through there. Studio is on that block. Yeah,
1: it's like it, it looks like Europe.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. There's a park with a couple of like concrete chessboards. Uh, did you notice? Oh, that? no. Yeah, there's, 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 uh, and there was somebody playing chess there today. Um, oh, and oh, yeah. it's kind of rampant with, there's a lot of people with dogs and children, and some, it's kind of cool. Old Town is interesting in that area because there are some three flats that are maybe a year or two old, and there are some that have to be 140 years old.
1: Oh, this building's old. Yeah. But this space is just perfect, and it's just high ceilings. White walls, raw, and it's just calling kind of my. Kind wrought
0: iron steps going calling up in. Name. It's cool. Like everything is, um, everything is really really cool about it. The guy who showed it to us was Chris, and um, he was just a gem of a guy, man. Like he he felt like like the city personified to me.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So also earlier this week, I found I was walking and I found a wallet laying on the ground. And um, is that the
0: wallet you gave me as a gift?
1: <laughs> no i bought john a new wallet because he's been saying he needs a new wallet for like two years and it, i walked into it's this as really big
0: as a, as a as a giant binder from the 80s
1: what are you talking about
0: it's just a massive wallet
1: i mean I've, i'm gracious he, he's and grateful kidding because it's a regular size wallet i walked in this kick-ass store on armitage it's pretty big
0: I'm I'm just showing Julie as a demonstration I'll post
1: a picture it's anyway it was beautiful I found this very cool store and they had very cool wallets and I got them on but anyway no I found a wallet laying on the ground it was this cute little blue zipper wallet perhaps you would have preferred that but it was someone's wallet and um, I opened it up and had you know it was stuffed with credit cards and ID so I I walked in the store it was kind of a liquor convenience store and there was this guy in there young guy and I, I said, is, I remember, i like, Amanda, is there an Amanda in here? And he goes, no, show me what she looks like. And I, and I did. And he goes, oh, she comes in here all the time. I'll give it to her. And so I stopped in there like a couple of days later and he had given it, I think it was not yesterday, the day before. And he had found her, he'd given it to her. So that was awesome. So last night I take John to see the arts, the, the studio that someone has, it's, it's full of art, you know, and. We park, come back, park, walk out, and there's a check laying on the ground. And so it has the person's name, and it's like a Notre Dame, you know, fighting Irish check, you know, that's the design. Yeah, like a
0: designer check, right?
1: And it's into this management company or to, I've heard of, it's to uh, a real estate company, and it's $1,000. So I find her on LinkedIn, and I find her email, and I write her. And she wrote me right back. I said, do you want me to, hey, you know, I found your check. It's, my name is Julie Duffy. We live at this address. You want me to rip it up or do you want me to, you know, and I gave her my number. Um, So she writes back, yes, please rip it up. Thanks. So I'm like, okay, cool. And that was that little, I thought it was kind of curt, but you know, I'm so glad I found her, but then she called me and she was just so over the moon, appreciative She's like, you are so nice. You're an angel. My, her realtor, it was her down payment on her first condo she ever bought. Her realtor had put the check in the um, drop box and somehow it had blown out. They had So they had no idea it was even not where it was supposed to be.
0: And this was like her first down payment on her first
1: yeah. condo
0: or something that she was ever going to own, right?
1: But she just called me and she was so happy. It was such a feel good and such a nice... Yeah, just, you know, these are kind of dark times, as we know. It's been a dark week since last Wednesday. And uh, it was just so nice to have that, like, happy human connection. And, And then her realtor wrote me, texted me, and sent me a Starbucks gift card. And then she showed up today and dropped off homemade cookies You um.
0: I had a miraculous week. You sound an awful lot like a Gilmore girl. (laughs) This is this sounds like a Gilmore girl storyline, right? I mean, this is we may have to. That might be our new podcast name.
1: I had a yeah. I had a pretty miraculous week.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's um. These are such interesting times, right? Because I think I think we're all. I'll speak for the people that I'm in contact with, and you tell me what you think. The people that I'm talking to seem to be aware of the spectrum mm-hmm. of their feelings, mm-hmm. right? You know, Because I think people are deeply appreciative of the connections that they have. They're mm-hmm. finding moments like you are. Um, I also think people are on pins and needles and, um, and, and kind of not sure the degree to which as a country we're in trouble. You know what I mean? It's like, hard to process Are we in it. trouble? Are we stepping out of trouble? You know, like, it's really hard to get a beat on it because, like, I watched about 15 minutes of this. Uh, during, we haven't recorded since the Capitol was broken into by this, you know, I'm just going to, these morons. I'm, you know, regardless of where you stand politically, this is, like, the most... Insane, insidious, crazy thing to do and 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 self-defeating and making no point whatsoever um, Other than you know, you're a threat to the what the Republic I don't know man, like, you know, it really Was a gross display and it makes me sick to think that it happened It it really I always think now lately about how we are seen on the world stage. I Mm. I follow this particular Twitter account that puts up just the front page of of um, newspapers across the globe, and we were a joke. I mean, you know, we are. We have so much rebuilding to do in terms of just our reputation. Oh, and it's
1: worse have, than we're a joke. I mean, it's we're a threat. S-
0: we're a threat, and we're a mess. And we're you know, you talk about being a superpower or well, leader uh, of the free world. I don't world. know if we're th-
1: well, uh, if we're a threat or we're super vulnerable to threat because we're. You know, it's clearly we're so divided and broken.
0: Yeah, but anyway, I, 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 um, I took some time to you, you. When I got home that night, you showed me some footage, and I, um, but the scope of it is so hard to get because I was in sessions all that day. So I was picking up bits and pieces from my clients, who were very upset about it um, over the course of that Wednesday. And then in between sessions, I could just look at Twitter and just pick up moments like just like, you know, and really what I thought was, oh, a couple of a couple of mopes got inside the Capitol from a Trump rally. That's really what it felt like. I didn't I had no idea the scope of it. And I watched about 15 minutes of it today. And the intent of some of these people was really, really not benign, you know, and um, and so. I worry about the inauguration. I worry about um, the safety. No, today,
1: they we we, we were watching where it showed how close, or was it last night, how close, you know, people were coming for Pence because, you know, Trump had riled up that Pence was going to be able to overturn the election and then people were pissed that he didn't. And they were showing that he, it was like 10 seconds before, he and his family, he and his wife and daughter were hiding and they almost encountered Yeah, they were
0: seconds away from being, you know, imagine, like, you know, so these people are completely, you know, roiled up. And imagine if they came across the vice president. man. like, you know, I'm no fan of this guy, but that would have been horrific anyway. So, you know, I I, I think we're feeling a lot lately. And and that's been true for such a very long time. You know, the people I'm working with are... Are tired, and um, and yet you can feel the anxiety rising again. And we've had these waves, you know, since the beginning of the uh, well, since the beginning of the Trump presidency, and and since the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we we have these moments of calm where we're just exhausted, and you know, and things feel kind of like mm, is this ever going to end you know but we're bored and listless and then there's these moments where anxiety rises so high and I think we're in that moment now where you know because there's so much that's unknown we've never we've been to so many places in the last year we've never been to before and that's what's happening now too and um I feel that I'll be honest like I feel that this week myself and I'm anxious about it. I yeah. um, I've felt it all day today and, um, and I've got some clients who you can tell I, that, that some families are, some things are unraveling in, in people's lives in, in different ways um, and I think sometimes that runs alongside anxious times where you know, you idle on high and then you add another stressor and you just can't handle anymore and I was thinking today about um, Glennon Doyle's best advice ever, um, and I, she has some really, really good, tiny little momentary advice. Like you know, um, but my my favorite is, and I use it all the time clinically. Is you know, um, and a lot of clients use this language with me. Is is what's the next right thing? to do. You know, so instead of allowing yourself an, uh, to get overwhelmed by the enormity of a moment or a period of time, to just think about like just right now, today. What do I want to do today? What's the next right thing to do? Should I watch the news? Should I keep it off? Should I hang out with my kids? Should I just sit and be, you know, like um, but I, but I find that to be An incredibly useful question. I've had contact with some clients today and over the weekend where I find myself offering that advice. And I think part of it is, to me, as much as anybody else, is like just reminding myself to just think in terms of, you know, what you have agency over. And, you know, and what you have agency over sometimes is just like the next step you take.
1: Well, that's why I just have been walking. Like, I I don't know... Uh, anything right now, and but I, I put my coat on. That's what I did this last week. And I, have my hat, my gloves, and my mask, and I just walk and in a direction, and I could walk. I mean, I walk for miles. But you've known,
0: like you knew, when we rented the place in the city, you knew, like I'm gonna be walking. My my next right thing to do is walk, and you knew that. I, I think some part of you knew. I'm going to amass wisdom or experience or something that is going to give me a cue to the next right thing to do, and I yeah, feel like that's happening for you. Like yeah. I feel like I, I, you're you're internalizing these lessons and growing fast. Like things are changing fast in your life.
1: Well, I don't know about that, I, I, but just I, I had I had a cool week where I found some cool things. But I will say, you know, just the walking. Is um, and 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 being in the city makes it a lot easier. It, you know, we were talking about how, like, when we're in New York or when you're when you're downtown Chicago, like, you can walk for miles without really thinking about it because there's just so much to see. Yeah, and it, you know, it, walking around your neighborhood, uh, you know, it's. It's fine, I've done it, but it's just different. And there's so much energy and life in the city and, and interesting things and ev- you can go in a million different directions.
0: And and as a side note, if I can interrupt, like and people where where we are within miles of where we live, you know, you we, we can walk in any direction and you see um, faces. You know, like you see so many faces and everybody's masked and everyone's yeah, I feel like everyone's trying to do this right and and keep their head above water so people are walking. And so you see people and, you know, like I find that I, over the course of the pandemic, and I've talked about this, that I'm more introverted than I thought. And this is not working terribly for me, but it is great to see people's faces and just give give the heads up or give the nod or say, hey, and then just move on from a kind face. And I, I'm seeing a lot of really kind faces and a lot of deference like no you go no you go first no you know like a lot of that like um like there's a a gentleness to the way i'm seeing people treating each other that is a crazy juxtaposition to what i'm seeing on my twitter feed you know what i mean like seriously
1: and in other places in the country yeah (laughs) but uh the um on. the, the walking note. I mean, no, I mean, in a way I, yes, I know that I want to do that, but it's, it's also very simple and it's just kind of like, okay, I need to move. I need to move and, uh, walk, move my body, get my mind and body going. Um, and, uh, I will say I was listening to a podcast. Dax Shepard's podcast with Sanjay Gupta and he is, has a book that just came out. He's a neurosurgeon about the brain. And it's got, I recommend you listen to it. It's got a lot of new information and it's really very fresh and very uh, digestible and basic. But he really distilled it down to the best thing you can do for your brain is walk briskly with a friend and talk about your problems. <laughs> so I think that's about... Moving your body, connecting and processing, you know, is the best thing you can do for your mental health, for your brain.
0: Boy, if you think about, like, the advice that I've been giving in my talks and what yeah. some other people who are experts in parenting and psychology and um, and neuroscience, you know, like that, that covers an awful lot of ground, man. It really does, you know, walk briskly with a friend and talk about your problems. Yeah, I mean, and I would say... Don't just talk about your problems. But. No,
1: no, no. I mean, and, and that was just one. Uh, he was summarizing something. I yeah. want to listen to the podcast again. But, um, you know, part of when they studied the, some cultures where people have way less dementia, there's just a lot more movement. And he was talking about how, you know, we sit a lot. And when it signals our brain that we're done. You know, and especially older people, if they just don't move, your bot, you're kind of telling your brain, "Oh, I'm I'm dying now." So you can, so he told. It's just fascinating. But but I have, I I'm I'm trying to find my next step, and I just know that I, yeah, I just know that I want to walk.
0: Yeah. And, and I get
1: every day, and 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 see what happens, and a lot of cool things happen.
0: And I'll note that um, that sedentary brain thing that no longer is just older people.
1: You no, know, no, you know, right, no, I think it is it no, is,
0: um, it is young people, it is our kids, um, because there are so many sedentary options that um, you know are not stimulating enough to the brain and not. Um, reconfiguring in the way that Lucy was able to, um, re kind of re sh- shifting your thinking a bit. So, thing so is, oh. an awful lot of our kids are kind of like just um, ingesting stimuli, and, and, and us, we're ingesting stimuli that is um, like junk food for our brain, as opposed to like stuff that really nourishes our brain and gets us thinking. In better and more positive ways, and we are entitled, and it's important even now during these weird, troubling times, to think, and to think positively, to think, to think fairly happy thoughts. You know what I mean? It's an imperative, um, and to be grounded and to know what's going on, and um, you know, and and to be engaged, but to also balance that out with, you know, hope. And gratitude and joy and laughter.
1: And Uh, I have another very basic. That's another episode of the Gilmore Girls, by the way. (laughs) I have another really practical tip that he gave. uh, Sanjay? Yeah. He was talking about how we get real, like kind of formulaic in the way we talk to certain people in our lives Um, And he was talking about his parents. He said, I haven't seen my parents much during the pandemic. And I call them a lot, but it's always like, hey, mom, dad, how you doing? I'm fine. We're good. We're fine. And so um, I think he realized, um, you know, he kind of had an awakening because he had a different kind of conversation. His wife's car, his parents are both engineers and he had his wife's car died, conked out. So he called them and asked them their advice. And he was talking about how, what a different experience that was for them, for, you know, uh, they, his mom was sending him diagrams of engines. And so he's like, ask someone for help, ask someone for their advice, you know, and that's a really good, that's, my mom and I have actually had some great conversations lately because, you know, it's not about getting together. It's not about navigating family. We've been able to just have these really interesting conversations. That was one, another, she called me on one of my walks and she was just kind of digging, walking around the city with me. But back to what I was saying, a practical tip for these times is try to change up the conversation that you're having with your best friend, with your mom, with your husband. Don't make, don't keep it in that generic space. Hi, how, how are you? How was your day? Your kid. Like ask them their advice on something. Ask them their, you know, for help on something. And, um. It shakes things up.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, just 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 to punctuate that point, you know. Um, by Thursday of last week, um, I was talking to kids about the capital thing, and what I love to do in circumstances like this is to solicit their thoughts. Like, you know, what did what did you think of that? Um, and I usually ask kids, um, you know, like what what. Would have been a better answer. You know, like how how do we avoid that? Or what would have been a better answer? Like let's say, let's say this group was trying to get a point across. What's a better way to get a point across? And what kids come up with is brilliant, you know, and, and so kids are What's an
1: example of something brilliant they came up with? Um what one
0: is to just engage media, right? So um one one guy said, you know, like he said, um every he said, problem with this kind of movement. And he this is a very smart, engaged sixteen year old boy whose brain works way faster than mine. And so I, I am forever keeping up with him. and um, and he said,, uh, you know, um, if you're trying to get a movement going, you need a face of the movement. Who's the face of this movement? The guy with the face paint? I don't know. like I, I don't know who the guy who's in charge of this. Is it Trump? I don't know. I don't think so. You need you need somebody who's smart. And rational, who is willing to take control of things and lead. You know, he said there's no leadership in that whole thing. uh, And so people are just acting in mob violence. Right. Well, there's a
1: lot of different elements of that group, and I don't even know if they, they could relate to one another. There's QAnon people, and there's white supremacists, and there's regular people who thought the election was stolen and so I don't know that there's any communication. So this kid pointed out those very things. He said
0: he said, and if a leader rose up at a rally or or, you know, an event and said, Here's what we're about, he said, two thirds of those people would leave and say, Oh no we're not not about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It just You you know, so part of it is Clarity of mission, like, you know, he's like, they're just in there, you know, running around, you know, like that, you know, like they're children now. You know what I mean? They're children and and all bets are off. So they're willing to commit violence and you know, they're worse than children. They're, you know, way worse because they're scary. But, you know, um it was a real it was just a really thoughtful point, right? You know, and
1: um Well, right. A lot of movements have uh there hasn't been cohesion and leadership stepping forward and and, and- you know, really good movements, and they're kind of maybe um, losing their luster a little bit. But we're we should like wrap. Well, we're, just we're...
0: one more thought that comes from the kids, though. By and large, when I ask kids about these things, they uh, they say this is all so stupid. You know, your generation is insane. Like, you know, what we would do is we would li- we would sit down at the table, and a lot of this stuff we don't care about. Like a lot of these. You know, uh, like any argument about LGBTQ rights or about, um, you know, whether there is QAnon. Like, there's a lot of stuff we fundamentally agree on, even though I might be like hardcore Republican and my girlfriend might be, you know, a big time Democrat. There's certain like basic human principles we're not Debating, you know what I mean? That that are off the table now, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of I like,
1: thought I would think well, well a lot think. of us thought there were a lot of things that were off the table that seemed to be back on, but well, maybe kids are gonna he, take them off. We'll yes, see, yes, please. We'll see, right? Um,
0: okay, this has been so, the Gilmore no,
1: Girls Recap Podcast. No, 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 what's the take? What's the takeaway? We were just all over the place,
0: <laughs> um. I think the takeaway is to you know following on your idea is to allow yourself um, a break in the monotony like pay attention to what you're doing and if you have an instinct and the instinct is usually in my experience and in yours I think to move and if you move your body you're going to move your mind. You're going to start thinking differently.
1: A thousand percent. And so I, mean, I think our main takeaway else.
0: is that. Do yourself that favor every single day. And if, you know, I like to run as probably more than I like to walk. Um, and that's my thing, where I, I like to listen to my thoughts as I run because something different happens than would ever happen sitting on the couch. You know, and so if you're... A lot of us th- throughout these 11, 10, 11 months have been sitting. We've been, we've been not moving. So to the extent that you can today, you know, get out and move. I hope you're listening to the end of the podcast first <laughs> so you can listen to us while you're moving. But get out and move. Then I- I'm guessing that you're going to feel differently when you get back. And, oh,
1: there, no doubt. And you
0: may find some direction that you didn't have before. And that's what we're all looking for in the end, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's Amen. our takeaway. <laughs> yeah, and you might find a check for a thousand dollars that has nothing to do with you, but you get to feel good.
1: Make someone's day. Make someone's day. And you might find a cool studio space in the city.
0: You never know, man. All right, this has been better for now, and um, we will talk to you guys next time. Yes, here is to pray a very, for, very uh, peaceful yeah. transfer of power and, um, and just peaceful nation for the next and healing nation for the next several months. that doesn't mean we are going to bury any of these issues for the last ever, for the last ever. Yeah. Um, all right, love you guys. love you, love honey, you honey.